0: Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Dearda with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Corey Ferrier, Vice President at Adventist Health. Corey, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, I'm looking forward to our discussion. I know healthcare is a very busy field and a lot happening right now, a lot changing and evolving very quickly. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I've been with Adventist Health for just under 20 years now. Uh, Most of my career has been spent in the operations and strategy side, Uh, so currently I work at one of our 144-bed community hospitals just outside of Los Angeles, and I'm responsible for strategy and operations, uh, including cardiac, neuro, robotics, um, some of our population health strategies, such as our our clinically integrated network, and then all the normal business uh, operations, such as physician recruitment, marketing communications, et cetera.
0: Absolutely! Wow. So that's a huge amount of accountabilities that you have, and a lot of, I'm sure, different tasks that come at you every single day. How do you make sure that you are uh, staying on top of all the different projects and initiatives, and really keeping things organized for yourself as you go from, uh, you know, one of your responsibilities to another? What, what does that really take for you, especially in healthcare, where there's so much happening all the time?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's one of the challenges, and I think that's why I like my role so much is because of the mix between operations and strategy. And operations, I'm working at day-to-day, um, trying to help set up uh, processes in place so that something is replicatable uh, for our staff. But clearly, obviously, <laughs> you have to deal with uh, a challenge each day or putting out a fire. Um, on the strategy side, it's more on the other side of the brain where I'm looking at 2 to 3 years from now where do we want to be how are we going to move books of business in a line how are we going to reduce costs for the organization um, and so i feel like uh, i feel like it's a little bit of um, um, a mix of uh, a mix of uh, different things coming at me. And uh, and, and it's good because uh, for my uh, ADD, it really helps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, sounds like it's a perfect role for you. Now, given where we're at today in healthcare, what are some of the big opportunities that you're seeing at Adventist as well as the headwinds you have your eye on?
1: Yeah. Um, and those are, are are two very good questions. I'll start with the headwinds, to be honest with you, because I think Uh, It has never been more difficult than it is today to run a hospital, um, a traditional hospital where we've been focused on inpatient um, and I think that is changing. So some of the headwinds that we have are both uh, probably reared its head during the pandemic, which was the uh, expenses um, and costs of everything. So uh, our pharmaceutical costs have astronomically gone up, our supply expenses astronomically gone up, uh, salary, wages, and benefits have gone up uh, to try to to try to counter what inflation is doing for our employees. And so some of the headwinds are how do we continue to pay? Um, our employees fairly and keep them engaged with our organization as their costs go up uh, in their own personal lives and so the organizations I think that focus on turnover retention and investing in their own employees uh, I think we'll be able to combat this storm that we're facing um, but that's definitely some of the headwinds that we're uh, um, experiencing uh, and especially in California um, California is very expensive to do business um, and uh, you know when our profit margins are, are so small, we don't have a lot of room to work with, and so we really have to keep a a keen eye uh, on our productivity and our supply expense. As far as opportunities, um, I think this is where I'm actually really excited. Uh, I think for the first time in healthcare, we're starting to realize we can't do things the same way that we've always done them. We have to figure out how to be more consumer friendly, right? How do we bring services to where people live and work or make them accessible versus making them drive to the four walls of my campus? in a brick and mortar location. And so for me, I think the opportunities are really bringing healthcare services and making them accessible in people's daily lives so that they can proactively take control of their health versus reacting in an emergency situation. But that gets me really excited each day to come into work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I love the way you look at that in terms of the challenges being an exciting way to, you know, solve for them and really look ahead and and make sure that you have solid footing for the future. And especially when you look at, I know you were just talking about consumerism in in ways Mm -hmm. that patients really want to be more engaged within the healthcare system and then the challenges on the employees and staffing side. What are you doing at Adventist that really sets you apart um, in one or, or both of those categories?
1: Yeah. Um, I'll start with the employee one. Um, and it, it starts with your workforce, right? Uh, there's a lot of philosophies out there from great uh, leaders at different organizations in different industries who basically say, if you invest in your workforce, um, uh, the results are, are, are great for the uh, for the business. And so in, in our example here, if I continue to invest in our nurses and our techs, Uh, here at the hospital, they're going to take care of my patients. Um, And to me, it's like we're trying to figure out during the pandemic, obviously, a lot of hospitals and organizations use travelers. um, And that was really difficult, right? Because you're working side by side by someone who may be making two times what you did, even though you're the one that was loyal to the organization. Uh, For me, what we wanted to do is figure out how do we better invest in our own staff and take some of those dollars that we were paying to travel uh, agencies and reinvest them into our existing workforce who had been fighting with us side by side for the last number of years. And so um, those are some of the things that we're doing. Um, Obviously during the pandemic too, there are some jobs Um, that don't necessarily require you to be on campus, and so we, we, like other organizations, have had to figure out how do we do these hybrid roles or um, allow top talent to have a little bit more flexibility in how they support our organization versus forcing someone to come sit behind the desk. Um, Obviously, that's difficult in patient care (laughs) because there's a lot of of, uh, requirements of having to physically examine and be with our patients, Um, but there's more and more that is starting to come out that includes telehealth uh, visits, etc. Uh, you hear about hospital at home. Um, there's a lot of different things that are uh, adapting uh, as we continue to move forward.
0: Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really, really helpful to think about now, from your perspective, what does growth look like in adding value to the organization overall? I know you mentioned that one of your top priorities is looking at you know strategically what the organization needs in order to be successful um, two or three years from now. So what does that look like for you and how are you planning on, um, you know, what are you doing today, I suppose, to, to really set yourself up for success in the future?
1: Yeah, I I think today I'm really trying to set the foundation for the future. Um, If we take that consumer lens that we were speaking about earlier and saying how do we make healthcare easy, accessible, and transparent, um, that is what a, a consumer wants. And it's like, I think it's really hard for our industry Um, because we label each individual as a potential patient, but I think we have to shift that mindset to say, let's look at that as a consumer uh, because we want people to engage proactively uh, when everything's working right in their life and getting their normal checkups, going to their normal screenings uh, versus waiting for something to develop and them showing up in my emergency department where I have no history with that patient. Uh, To me, uh, it's just like we have got to get better. Everybody is so busy in their normal days and lives. How hard is it to even even schedule a physician appointment or to find a high quality physician. And so what we're working on at Adventist is how do we bring these services closer to where people live and work and accessible, whether that's through technology uh, applications, uh, telemedicine, through your phone, uh, online ease of scheduling, proactive reminders and text messaging saying, Hey, don't forget about these appointments. Um, Even to the way we advertise, you know, sometimes it used to be when you'd hire a physician, you'd take a picture, uh, you put it in the paper and you say, Dr so-and-so is ready for business, and then you'd wait for the phone to ring and for people to schedule appointments. Now what we're doing is trying to target different, uh, different uh, segments of the population. So uh, let's say we're taking care of a working mom who's covering three kids going between soccer practice, school, and band practice. We, her time is valuable, and so focusing on her and saying same-day appointments or guaranteed appointments at certain time frames so that you know you're not waiting might appeal to her more than just waiting for her to proactively call from an ad we've placed in the paper. That's where we're trying to figure out how do we become more consumer-friendly and practical and tactical things so that people engage with us. Um, and I think right now what we're trying to do is lay the foundation for some of that, uh, that work to take place. And so that requires a technology upgrade, that requires a training with our physicians and our staff and saying like, hey, this is almost like a retail experience. We're trying to earn the business of each of these consumers coming in. It should be a privilege to serve each one of these individuals as opposed to what it traditionally feels like. You make an appointment, you go and you sit, you wait 20 minutes in the waiting room, you wait for a medical assistant to come, you sit and wait in the doctor's office now. we're trying to eliminate some of those barriers.
0: That sounds like an amazing, you know, uh, opportunity to really do a lot to make healthcare more accessible. Um, and, and just certainly, from my perspective, even. Thinking as a patient, it it just makes so much sense and will make life so much easier. So I I love those initiatives. I love the way that you can look at that and think about, you know, how do we make that a reality within the constructs and our current workflows? What do we need to change? What do we need to do? And I can imagine part of it, you know, is trying to help the the team on the ground really understand um, why, you know we need to make changes and why it's so important to think about um, the patient and their needs. So how do you do that? How do you work with uh, the clinicians and staff and team who are really dealing with the patients every day? Um, You know, from your perspective, it certainly makes a lot of sense and the patients are into it, but how do you make sure that, you know, that's kind of the culture and philosophy that everybody takes to their job on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, I actually don't think that's as big of a challenge, um, because each of us is is a patient at some point, right? And so we're facing the same thing that our potential consumers that come through our doors are facing. And I think the best way to put it is um, healthcare is starting to get competitors from uh, spaces and industries that normally aren't competitors. Um, And... So for example, uh, we'll use like you go into a restaurant, right? You make a reservation. The last thing you want to do is sit and wait for that reservation. Um, You go in, you look at the menu, you know what the cost of something is on the menu before you order it. These are simple things that are starting to infiltrate in the healthcare industry. And the more um, we can adapt and understand that consumer mindset, the more successful we're going to be. And I really think our frontline staff, they get it because they're consumers as well. And so they want those same things that we're giving to, those patients. Um, As soon as they understood uh, some of those big retail uh, giants are starting to put primary care Uh, clinics in their retail spaces, they knew that we had to adapt, and so they have suggestions and say, hey, what if we advertised over here, or what if we differentiated, and I think that's where engaging your staff and getting some of the ideas that can compete with some of these outside entities, that's where they originate from. It's not from us, uh, you know, pretending to lead from the top, it's us listening to our staff and frontline and saying, hey, let's make these changes, and let's see if this works, and being willing to take a risk.
0: Got it. That makes so much sense. And, you know, I I really appreciate you sharing that because I think it can make a big difference for organizations that are trying to make that culture shift and really understand what it takes uh, to deliver that experience. Now, I know Mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about some of the resources in healthcare are, are slim right now, whether it's the workforce, it's the personnel, it's financially, you know, budgets are tightening across the board, but, you know, with an eye on the future, what is an investment or risk that is still worth making this year?
1: Yeah, and, and again, just staying on the consumer theme, I think it's investing in either technology or services outside the four walls of the, of the organization that brings healthcare direct to consumer. Um, so, it's a combination, I think, instead, no one's out here building new hospitals, right? Um, it, it's really expensive and it's really difficult, but it's a lot easier to build a PT clinic. It's a lot easier to build a primary care clinic and then place it in the neighborhood. Um, that Ambulatory footprint expansion brings those healthcare services, even though it's brick and mortar, um, to where people live and work. In addition to that, it's using technology, um, whether it's from online scheduling, direct messaging with your physician, uh, um, any of those accessing your medical record, um, healthcare navigation uh, from if you need a specialty referral, et cetera. I think the easier we can make it uh, for our consumers, uh, that's where we should be investing in the future.
0: I love it. I I think that certainly makes a lot of sense, and especially when that is the direction that healthcare is headed. And as you were talking about earlier, some of the non-traditional healthcare entrants uh, really making a push to um, be care providers within the community, you know, it it definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, Where do you see some of the best opportunities for growth and development from your vantage point as vice president, as well as the teams that you work with?
1: Yeah, um, this, this is one I actually struggled with because I just think there's so much opportunities uh, right now. I think from uh, an employer's perspective, uh, let's say I own a small business, one of the largest expenses that I have right now is the rising healthcare costs. Uh, For me, I'm going to be looking at those organizations that maybe can be more transparent and accessible and keeping the cost down for me and my business, but more importantly, provide high quality care for my employees that would come into the organization. So I think some of the best opportunities that we have may be in the direct uh, contracting space maybe in the ability to better work with our local businesses and community members uh, in the same way that we're trying to make it consumer friendly. Um, I like to say, like, as much as it's fun to grow one patient organically at the time, it's much more fun to move books of business. So if I can get the large employer or medium sized employer uh, to engage in their health care to help reduce their costs, by aligning with my organization, um, that's where I see some really good opportunities. The second one is from a a quality perspective. Um, The pandemic had some really negative unintended consequences, which is that people delayed in their care, right? Uh, People were scared to come to the hospital and or to see their physician. Uh, So what ended up happening is they put off things that they normally might have uh, tried to uh, take care of. Um, And so I can't tell you how many times Um, And recently, even the last year, um, a small lump or bump has turned into something more catastrophic uh, into a late stage diagnosed cancer. Uh, To me, what we're trying to do and where I see opportunity from a clinical standpoint is get people in for their annual wellness visit, get people in for their routine screenings, uh, because that is the only way that we're going to combat what the negative effects of the pandemic did in delaying care uh, for most individuals.
0: That sounds amazing. And and definitely, you know, great opportunities there and certainly areas that are making a big impact on the community as well as the organization and workforce at large. Corey, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. This has been really um, an amazing conversation. I I learned a lot and I'm looking forward to meeting you as well in person at our Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event in October. I know, you know, there'll be a lot of, of different things we're talking about and technologies and trends. And so, you know, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Oh, it's going to be so much fun and I can't wait to meet you in person as well. Thank you for having me this morning.
0: It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com, and we'll see you there.